Hello, After Buzzers. Thank you for joining us for Suits Season 7, Episode 8. It is the 100th episode, and we are going to talk about all of it here now next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Shoulders. Come to the shoulders every time. We got it. Not two shoulders. I'm giving aggressive shoulders. Nice. Those are some I like aggressive that. shoulders. Go, go the into 100th it. episode. I like it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Suits After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K A U F M A N M, but I'm not alone. To my immediate nope. left. He's been with us all summer. I have, I have. Yeah, I'm sorry for missing last week, but uh, I'm back. Uh, You guys can find me at Hey John Blake. Hey everybody, I'm. I haven't been here in a little bit, but I'm Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. And you can keep the conversation going by talking to us on Twitter and in the live chat, depending on when you're listening to our voices. (laughs) And 100 episodes, they paid off a lot in this episode, Mm -hmm. which is not the season finale. Although no. it felt like it a little bit. <laughs> it felt like a season finale, but that's to be expected. It's a hundred episodes. You gotta pay off some stuff. Exactly, you gotta play yeah. some hits. You gotta you gotta really ramp people up. And I as fans of this show, how how are we feeling? Are we good. Satisfied? Good. I mean it was uh there's a lot of payoff, a lot of a lot of stuff went down. I mean, Frank got killed. Spoilers, bro. No. Whoa. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean hopefully you've seen the episode of Frank <laughs> yeah. at this point. If not there you go. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, wow. I haven't heard that in a while. That was um, nice. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff went down. There's multiple affair things happening. So many cool things. Like, um, yeah. So many things. really escalated. Just things that make me want to just dive right in. Yeah. I can't even. Then There's a lot to talk about. Let's begin where they ended. Lewis and Sheila. Yes. Oh, man. Happened. I don't like it. So, you don't like it. Like, you don't like the situation, or you don't like them as a, as a thing? No, what, I liked like? Lewis and Sheila. Okay. Like, I thought oh, went they back, were... Like, yeah, back when they were... I thought they were a good match. They balanced each other in their whatever they Craziness, do in the war yeah. room. Yeah, like, whatever. Like, whatever yeah. they got going on. But I just have a problem, and it's a personal thing, with, mm-hmm. like... With cheating. Cheating yeah. and stuff like that. Which is, you know, a good problem to have, I guess. I, I agree with you. I feel... I mean... It, they were both affairs. I don't think either of them were, like, a good idea. That being said, I think Lewis's situation was a little bit different than Donna's because she wasn't actually married yet. Again, I agree with you. It's still not good. Yeah, there's there's but, an engagement there that there's a dedication. Right, but, I mean, like, yeah, okay, I totally agree with you, and it was definitely wrong. I think it's Donna's was more wrong because, like, again, that pledge to someone... Like they've, um, he have Mark officially made that to his wife. Can we? You know what I mean? Like again, I totally get. I need to weigh in be. that. I need to weigh in that they have. They should be equal. Infidelity is infidelity. Mm-hmm. I agree. Thank you. I agree. I mean, I think. I understand this show likes to present you a binary choice mm. and then gives you give you a gradation within right. it. But I think with the, within this binary choice, I feel like infidelity on both counts is wrong. Mm-hmm. However. I think you guys were watching. Yeah, you guys no, I me, agree. I, you guys I totally heard me agree. In the middle with you. of the episode, was like, well, one of them's gonna yeah. do it. Yeah, Lewis, Lewis and Dordana are going to go through with it just because of the setup. right. It had to be one. It couldn't be none. Totally. Yeah. No. I. 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 To be clear, I think both were wrong and bad. 
because infidelity is no good mm. any at any time. That being said, I think the like being like breaking the bond, uh, the bonds of of matrimony and like the pledge that you made like officially. I agree. Makes it worse. I agree. That's a worse version of infidelity. Yeah, yeah. Both of which are infidelity. Yeah. True. Yes. However, we'll start with Lewis. I don't necessarily think what Lewis did was necessarily one hundred percent truly. Oh my God, that's terrible. Like, I I want to say this exists in from Lewis's standpoint from his actions. Mm-hmm lives in a gray area. Because she's not married. Right. Yet. And it's pretty clear... What it's going to be. My foot feels in my mouth right now, but I'm going to stick with it. I... No, I agree with you. This is a well-written character. I don't... No, I mean, it was was going to be a one-time thing. Is her husband his problem? As a man, or as a person, he should be. Because Lewis wouldn't want that to happen to him. Mm. And what... I forgot what her name is. Sheila. No. Oh. The one before with the baby. Um, Tara. Yeah. Yeah. That situation, he was all in for, and then, if I'm remembering correctly, Tara went and tried to work it Mm -hmm. out, right? So, why would you want to essentially step into something after something was just... Well, no, they broke up because because he was overbearing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never mind then. Yeah, I just, I just think. No, no, I think I, I just have a problem with it. Like, I don't understand why Sheila had to come back. I mean, I understand maybe age, maybe, um, and they were at two separate points in their lives where Sheila didn't want kids, Lewis wanted kids, and that's mm-hmm. why they split up. And I understand that, but I don't understand for the purpose of the storyline why Sheila had to be in a relationship. Like, they could have brought her back. And she could have been single and available. But I think they needed to put Lewis in. Right. Well, because if she was single and available, I think he would try to make it work. Like, right. Because let's, if she comes back, she's admissions for Columbia. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, admissions. Yeah. And she, she's just available. Then Lewis would pursue her. And then her turning him down for whatever reason would be a different, would be a different route. Whereas this route, it's, oh, she's no longer, she's here. To remind you all the good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's not available. But wait, she's available for one night, but it's going to test everything you've ever known about morals and relationships. Yeah, so, I mean, okay. Me, me personally, if I were in Lewis's position, yeah, I Yeah, I was about to ask you that. I, I wouldn't, you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have? What I would or wouldn't have done would be my business and my business okay, alone. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Right. Okay. Yes. okay. Keeping it close to chest, probably the safest thing to do. That would be. Uh, that would just. That would be how I would handle it. That if it had, if it had happened, I would tell no one ever. Right. And if it didn't happen, if it didn't happen on occasion, months later, I might bring it up casually, like, "Yeah, she called me like a week before." <laughs> she called me like a week. <laughs> Yo, I'm I'm like I'm I'm that kind of fire. Of course, I didn't do it. Right. I mean, I I like how they kind of made the the Donna situation and the Lewis thing. Like they were like very mirrored. Like there's a lot of similarities to them. That being said, the situations were also very different. You know, Donna's was gonna be like the start of an affair. Oh no, the, Donna's like, would have been like literally like the. 
you know, like there, it, it's much more of a let's begin this again mm. from <laughs> uh, from from a place of an affair, which I think is like very unhealthy to start a relationship that way or revive one, even if it is. No, that, you know what I mean. I think when when but, Donna said it, it was kind of like a fool's errand. Yeah. Of like, well, call me when you divorce your mm-hmm. wife and you're ready to talk to me. Yeah. Because I think part of her presumption would be, yeah, because you're gonna if you divorced your wife, you're probably gonna like deal with that for right. like eight months and really reevaluate yourself and your life and your yeah. bits, and then you'll call me because you'll be a healthy person. Her statement assumed he he was a healthy person, right? Making healthy choices, which calling someone, yeah. calling an ex, calling an ex because you're not happy in your marriage. To come sleep with you, and I don't know, maybe we'll, I just want to see you. That's not healthy behavior. It's not. Yeah. For your relationship, for your, like, for your trust, for, like, the, Donna's. Right. Donna's grasp of Mark's integrity has to be all over the place. Uh, You know, she called him first, though, as well. So, like, she kind of. But she didn't know he was married. Very true. I mean, Facebook, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's she's Donna. She should have <laughs> she should have been safe. able to figure that out. It's not safe to follow your ex on Facebook because well, you can see things that you. Do. I mean, she would it would give her all the information that she needs. Right. Yes, but but I mean, like Harriet Specter doesn't have a Facebook. Oh, that's true. Like like Donna don't have like six yeah. burner Facebooks. Yeah, and she's Donna. So Donna yeah, got, and like, she. I mean, that just says it all. She's Donna. She should have been able yeah. to figure that out, especially if she. I, but you it know. was it was a heat of a moment. Like she saw she saw that book of sonnets. And decided to call him. Right. But, I mean, after the call, pre the lunch, you don't think she, like, Donna'd that morning? Donna'd. <laughs> done a little research? Um, th- There's an argument to be made that she wouldn't want to do that. Fair yeah. enough. Oh, but just to go in fresh? To, yeah, that she wouldn't want to ruin okay. it. Like, That's fair. I could, That's I fair could see a logical person going... Man, I don't want to look at his Facebook. I want yeah. I want him to tell me. Right. I want him to look me in the face and like tell me how his life's been. Totally. To and and again, I think the the intentions uh, mean a lot too. Like um, Donna and Mark, like their intentions were like t- if they were going to do something, it would be again creating their relationship again. Um, you know, on the other side with Lewis. His is very much like a one-time thing. They both know that. I, like mm-hmm. it was very clear. Like this is what it is. It's not start. We're not reviving anything. It's just you know, uh, you know, a so, hookup. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat. But I'm noticing some talk in the chat mm. that Sheila actually came to New York for Lewis. There, there's some suspicion. Oh, whoa! There's some suspicion that she's actually doesn't care for this guy she's about to marry, or maybe even yeah. made up. Right. Now, I'm, now I'm grasping at some straws, but like okay, maybe yeah. even made up that the whole, whole thing. story yeah. because she just has a weird, a weird thing with Lewis. Right. I mean, or a I, weird attraction to Lewis, or like a weird cat and mouse with Lewis. But look, we also have to remember Lewis left her because right. she didn't want children. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's like you know a pretty huge difference that like you know they want different things like they with their whole life like there's no, I don't think. Because of how things went down when they did break up, that either one of them is going to bend what they want to kind of to make it work again. Now if, if going that is off what of she's doing. that, now I'm wondering: Did she not send those applications intentionally? Ooh, did she get know, him to come over because she knew he, he would. would storm through that door. Yeah. Whoa. See, that, makes that 
they just opened up a whole also and another door. And to be fair, that would make and that would make it very much on the level of Donna and Mark's situation of oh she's playing you mm-hmm. like she's literally playing you because mm-hmm. now oh I lied no no husband no fiance yeah up oh, I'm I'm just kind of wouldn't that be weird and we're spinning off the rails a little and by we I mean me <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be weird if she's doing a certain level of domination on Lewis that she's literally controlling the reality mm. that it's like I didn't send you that I didn't I became the head I became this position at Columbia so I could be close to you I didn't send you applicants because I knew you would storm through once you storm through I would then call you and let you know or once you storm through I would tell you that you're I'm engaged to be married after you storm through I'm gonna call you and say meet me up meet me here and do this and we're gonna have an incredible sexual session it's the most elaborate courtship yes. Yes. ever. Oh no! Specific. But then at the end, tell him. By the way, there's no fiance. I did this all to be close to you because I want to curate our life just so we can have twelve to thirty six hours of bliss every three months, or once a week, or however we want to decide it. But if I call, you come running, and you have to believe everything I'm saying, but I'm lying. Let me know in the comments if I've spun too far. That is, that is. I, in no offense, <laughs> think yeah, that's that's quite a bit of spinning. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would be very surprised. Not that it's impossible, because yeah. she's a you know a crazy person. Um, as a character, it's just like, well, I yeah, is some that's conceivable that yeah. she could do that, but that is like so much work. like literally like wow people do a lot for love true but she's been there for like eight months yeah i it's been a it's quite a this is a a plan this is a lot i know still not implausible that's where i kind of differ from you steve a little bit is i don't think she necessarily took the job at columbia for lewis fair enough but i think now that possibly she was like oh well i know that he handles the incoming associates let me try to manipulate the situation that way. So I'm kind of with you, but then kind of not. I also think the the Sheila character playing into Lewis, who up until this week, up up until this episode where she dealt him a blow, had actually had a lot of breakthroughs Mm -hmm. personally, that he's kind of to a point that like her, her blow can kind of bring him back down. Mm -hmm. And then like, I don't know. I could, it would be a waste if he just walked away and was like, it happened. Everything's great. No, I don't think that... You think he's going to do I that? Know. I don't know. I, I I think he'd lament about it for a while. Yeah. Like, if, if, it's, if everything's exactly as Sheila says it, he'd lament about it for a really long time of like, man, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Like, that was someone's fiancé. Like, they're going to have a wedding. And yeah. like, he needs to know, what should I do? Harvey, Mike, Gretchen, tell me. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a very or he complicated. Avoid, or, he, or they avoid it altogether, and they act. Or ne- and next week we're yeah. We, I mean, I, next I, week or two weeks later, and it's it's not even discussed. I I think I think so. I mean, I think because you know Lewis says as always, kind of in very unhealthy emotional states. Um, I actually feel like they they won't deal with it again, or and just kind of have it be like. You know, it was the 100th episode. Something crazy had to happen. 
Well, let's be very clear. The walls and carpet, when they did that shot <laughs> with both Donna and Lewis walking to a hotel room, mm-hmm. right. was were the exact same. Like it was shot right, in right, yeah. right. it was shot in the same hotel slash yep. hallway. That um, I made a really crazy prediction. Like that they the like run into each other. Like, well, in the first season, I started this show here, which was that they were eventually going to get mm-hmm. together, and it almost happened, guys. <laughs> it almost got yeah. real weird. I don't think what could be interesting. I mean, and this is getting a little prediction-y for me. Okay. But if next week Lewis has a change of heart, and as he's leaving, like he runs into Donna, and I don't know, yeah, they end up going out to dinner or something like to that help be, them eat, to help each other. But that would be very friendly. I was think, I was thinking if we if you wanted to talk like bomb dropped intrigue for next week, he opens the door and Donna's already in there. And she says, I thought you'd never come. And then he closes the door behind. That's I some mean, fan fiction stuff. I like, know. That's... I know. Just hear me out. Okay. Everyone would watch next week. I'm not saying it would do right by the, the show right. characters. Yeah. I am saying people would watch. Like, people would be watch. pretty juicy stuff. It sure. would be scandalous. <laughs> yes. To say the least. I feel like they would leave that for, like, the finale, though. Well, we talk, kind of. we, talk yeah. a, we talk a lot about how Donna and Harvey should be the finale, but oh. we, we're digressing. Okay. Let's get into the main case. Yeah. yeah. The case that's been building pretty much for eight weeks that concluded here. So I'm trying, the best way to explain it, because it's, there's a lot going on, let's start with the Harvey and Mike hatching a plan with Robert Zane for where Robert Zane takes over the case mm-hmm. because none of those people are his clients, essentially pitting Robert Zane against Harvey. Robert Zane is obviously not for-profit prisons or just crappy prisons in general. So Robert Zane has a vendetta about it that it's like, I don't care who goes down. I want to take down. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very personal for him. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're either paying a billion-dollar settlement. Probably not a billion. They're probably paying, like, a hundreds of million dollars settlement or they're going to court and they're going to publicly lose, mm-hmm. or at the very least, publicly be tried, and the public will know. The public will know how bad these prisons are run. Yeah, I like in the in the first half of this episode, we were supposed to not side with Robert Zane, and I completely sided with Robert oh, Zane. Yeah, like to a point where like the only reason I didn't want Alex to go down was that I didn't. Want, I knew the firm would go down. The firm would go down with Alex, right. hiring Alex after Mike Ross. Like, part of me thinks that firm must be Teflon at this point, but they've done a very good job of letting us know, like, no, this firm is very fragile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, like, this firm is very fragile. It should not have bounced back from Mike Ross and then losing Jessica, but it has. Therefore, it is very fragile in something like Alex going down for um, covering up a murder. Yeah. Right. That's enough. And it was kind of one of the biggest, uh, or new, like, the for Harvey's, new role as managing partner. It was kind of like his main move that he made um, bringing Alex in. So if if that went south, then I think his reputation would really be judged in a very poor light. Yeah. I'm definitely, I was definitely on the side of Robert just because I could feel the the passion or the determination mm-hmm. that he had. And, and, I, and it was interesting because both times... Robert walked into that office after Harvey. I was like, was he standing out? Like, did he have <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Like, how did he know the exact time that Harvey was there? The second time, I think, they did work it out where right. he came in, like, yeah. five minutes or whatever later. But that first time, I was like, what are the odds that he ended up Yeah, I think I think time? both times they, or he knew. There's uh, a lot of casual like timing yeah. in suits, though. That there just is. I mean, there happens. is, but that was a little too... Well, yeah. I guess not. I guess if you look at it like they were working together, then it would make sense. Mm-hmm. He was just <laughs> standing outside waiting for Harvey to say the word, like deal or something and yeah, he's exactly. like alright here I come but I'm, well well no it was a settlement meeting that first time in the boardroom that was oh, a, that was right. a settlement meeting so they were both rel- so he would have they were both, both supposed to be yeah, yeah they were yeah. both arriving at just that's about the same time yeah. and place that they were that one I mean his timing was perfect but mm-hmm. that happens right. um, also I want to point out that I think Wendell Pierce is ve- the actor who plays Robert mm-hmm. Dane is very active social like very active, at, like as for social justice. Oh, yes, th- like his his reading of those lines read really, really true for me. Mm-hmm. When he like, was ta- talking to Harvey at his, he was, house, Harvey yeah. he was talking right, to Harvey about he was talking to Harvey about how bad yeah. prisons are in America. Like that, the reason it rang so true to us is because that's probably how he really feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, it yeah. was a very like heartfelt thing, you know, that was so important to him. Like from when he grew up, like as a as a kid, like. That's something like basically like Mike, you know how hardly he fights for their, all these pro bono cases and, and takes things very personal. Like, yeah. uh, so did Robert. Yeah, that they're, they're, like the kind of people who become lawyers just for the money. Granted, all granted, wind up at the top of corporate law, right? And then don't care about anything. Whereas like Robert Zane seems to care about stuff. Mm-hmm. Mike seems to care about stuff. Harvey has a pretty. We found Harvey's line throughout the throughout a hundred episodes. And it's pretty much here, murder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, murder. Yeah, it's murder. pretty. It's a pretty good place Conspiracy. to draw the line. Yeah. Murder. Um, I'm not gonna go beat by beat for this case, but we let's talk because we're talking about Robert's Inn. Let's talk about Rachel and the photos. Yes. Oh man. It was, I. Okay, I'm gonna go off on a little bit, not Bring a tangent, it. but when she kept talking about wanting to be included. This might sound a little weird, but I have flashbacks to Boy Meets World <laughs> when there was a prank war between the old and the new, basically. And Topanga wanted to be on the side of the old so much. And then it ended up kind of backfiring on her. It didn't backfire on Rachel necessarily. She she The intended effect was accomplished. But I don't understand why she's so she needed to be included so bad. Like, I don't understand why she couldn't just let Mike and Harvey do what they were doing. Why'd she need to know that Gala was the witness? Like, I didn't I didn't get that. Uh, well, yeah, I think she just feels like she's being, she's, like, being put at risk sometimes and not knowing all the facts. Yeah. I, you know, but because... put at risk for what? Well, she, she's about to marry Mike, and she's not, you know, privy to all of the stuff that's going on. Like, Mike is doing... Things that are really dangerous, like talking to a murderer, you know, um, opening this case back up. Like, well, a murderer who knows pretty much where they live and has threatened his life. I don't. I will argue Rachel's motivations in that scene, the scene where she was like, "Why didn't you tell me?" Mm-hmm. Right. Like his answer should have been, "Like I just got home." <laughs> yeah. Like I'm. I'm sorry. I the. The back, like, when were you going to tell me? I, I've been here 90 seconds. Right. I had no... Yeah, I know. I mean, to, to assume... And you figured it out, so I don't... I assumed you'd figure it out. I think we're good. 
the stakes felt weird in that in that part. That it, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think he should have. It's um, almost manufactured I, tension. Yeah, that's. I think that's what it feels like. It feels like she's just upset out of nowhere. Like if she had come into it a little more calm, maybe I would have believed it a bit more. But she instantly pours wine and is. Well, yeah, I mean, for for this episode, but you know, this entire season, I think she's been trying to say the same thing of you know, bring me in, like stop like hiding information and and you know, like you're doing this to quote unquote protect me. But, but I think she's saying that she would rather know everything and then be able to help. Like she should be trusted with the truth. And again, if they're going to have a, a marriage that works, like they should be talking about everything. I do agree that it kind of, professionally, it was like a detail. Yeah, that's what I was, that was the question I was going to ask. Is she asking to be included as a wife or a fiance or is she asking to be included as a lawyer? Because if she's asking to be included as a lawyer, you're not telling an associate or a senior on the fourth No, floor. I think she's, I think it's as a wife. That's where it gets tricky, and I think they need to have a long discussion about professional versus personal mm-hmm. boundaries yeah. that they've yet to have. And, like, they talk a lot in hyperbole about how they're ride or die and there are no secrets, whereas I think, I don't think it's unreasonable for Mike to say, I have the right to have secrets from you professionally. As it, regard, as it pertains to, if you weren't my wife, but you were just my coworker. Would a senior associate, I'm pretty sure she's a senior associate by now, would a senior associate at my firm be privy to this information? If yeah. the answer is no, then no. Then no, I don't need to tell you. What, where it gets muddy is if my wife were a doctor, would my doctor, non-lawyer wife be privy to this information? And I think that's where it gets really muddy. But right. the, they're not having that conversation. They just keep they keep winding up in this loop mm-hmm. of, Ah, well, you didn't tell me. I'm sorry, I'll tell you next time. It's next time. You didn't tell me. Where it's like they need to really discuss their professional and personal boundaries. And I think that that tension wouldn't feel manufactured, but then you're talking about talking. And then I'm wondering, I'm guessing because it's Gallo, it takes, there's another layer to it. There is a layer of, as your wife, you, you should be, I should be privy to all information as it pertains to your to you prison, talking to murderers. to your prison yeah. villain friend yeah. that has pictures of me yeah your prison villain friend who has pictures of me although uh, someone brought it up in the chat I believe Josh Shelton brought it up in the chat that those pictures had to be admitted to evidence which meant Robert Zane had to see them awkward Ugh. yeah this is awkward well and then you just I mean you understand why he got so upset in the bathroom period but then having to have that as evidence like that's terrible it's it's clearly something only Rachel could do like it's clearly a decision only Rachel could Mm -hmm. make right like Michael Harvey like knew about the photos and probably assumed like probably knew that like oh well if we were complete terrible people we could do that but they're not they're not so it was something I mean as potential solutions, it crossed their minds and then immediately got struck down. Is like, oh, but then... Yeah, she'd be, never be down. Then Mike, yeah, I think then that it was a very voluntary only... Yeah, that is, her, that is her choice to make and her choice only. Right. And I like that she had, I guess, in, in her mind prepared herself for that conversation. Do you think she and Robert had that conversation? Or would have that conversation, do you think it would what, actually afterwards be... Even? Yeah, like a thing where he calls her and is like, come over to the house, I need to talk to you about something. 
Mm. And they sit down and they actually have that conversation. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't think Rachel would be afraid of having that conversation. No. I think. A couple things. I don't think she's tight enough with her dad that he knew the photos existed before mm-hmm. this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, That's not he needed to be blindsided by, he needed to be blindsided by the photos, so there's no way he knew up, he knew, there's no way he knew until the court date. Um, as far as we're aware, Frank Gallo doesn't necessarily know that the Robert Zane that was representing him or offering to represent him was the same Zane as the Rachel Zane he had essentially been blackmailing right. a year prior. So he is so those photos couldn't have come up from him. So he was completely blindsided by these photos. Oh, and yeah. I don't know why wouldn't they share that scene with us? What scene? The scene where Robert Zane confronts his daughter about not just the photos, because the photos are whatever, but the choice, the choice to use them literally against her own father. And like, maybe it's coming. I, that scene has to be. I don't know why we would lose that scene. Like, that feels like a scene we're definitely going to get. Or at least as like there will be a part where he's upset with her, mm-hmm. but he's actually upset with her for that. And it's like there's a misdirect where it's like, I'm upset with you for this thing that was completely reasonable. I'm get- actually upset with you for that thing three episodes ago where you used those photos and blindsided me in open court. It might be a good excuse to see Rachel's mom again. Like she Possibly. and Robert might have had like pillow talk and it's like, can you believe what your daughter did? Yeah, like, A bailiff got to see pictures. Yeah, A but- bailiff, a judge, a lawyer. <laughs> Just rattling it off. Like he'll turn over and then turn back. And another thing. Like, a transcription? <laughs> right. I mean, a transcription? Same- she don't even need to see that. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't I. Disagree. I don't think there's really a lot to be gained from from seeing mm. that scene because I think it's it's got a pretty predictable ending. Like Rachel wins that argument. Like there's nothing. I mean, the whole thing was like she is a woman capable of like making her own decisions. She came up with that plan, and you know she chose to do it. Like that's yeah, really I, where where I, the conversation ends. I I I, I guess like if. Picking and choosing the scene we did get to see, like the almost fight that broke out in the bathroom, I thought was, you know, a lot more interesting because I that one came close to not ringing true for me because part of me was like, no, Robert Zane would actually like just they would actually they would actually be a fist fight, yeah, yeah, and like they talked about it and like didn't do it obviously because that's the easiest way to go, but like part of me was like, no, I think I think like. Robert Zane would come at Harvey, and then Harvey would like swing for the like swing for hay- haymakers because Robert Zane would be right, and he like a pretty dirty inside cl- like a dirty inside clinch fighter. I would imagine Robert Zane, right? But I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I think Robert is a smart enough, and, and B knows his daughter well enough that he gets that she would do something like that. He knows that she loves Mike and like would do anything to. Uh, support him or, mm. or help him, and so I think it's very hard for him to hear that it was her decision. But I think that sort of what diffused the situation is that he knew, you know, she. The only way that this happened was that Rachel wanted it to. But then you're saying, in exchange for a, a Robert Rachel scene, we got the bathroom scene. We got right. the bathroom but scene. What about the scene at the end of the episode with Mike and Robert? Well, the apology scene that was could good. Have been. Like, why couldn't? Yeah, no, that's a good why point. Couldn't yeah, I guess that be Rachel. I'm not necessarily apologizing. I'm not saying that she should apologize because you know 
It's pictures of her that she mm-hmm. sent. You know, if she wanted to use them, that's her. That's her right. But that could have been an interesting scene as well, just to see how it was handled. Right, would like how healthily, like, yeah, really totally. upset, or would he have been calm after the fact? Mm-hmm. There's actually a lot that's of talk. Point. There's actually a lot of talk in our chat right now nice. over where, over where um, Rachel stands as an associate because she hasn't been a lawyer very long, but she had been a paralegal there for like close to ten years. So I'm pretty sure, in spite of being a first, first or maybe second year associate, she's a, because they're talking about how she was at one point running all of the associates. Mm-hmm. So she's right. higher than she's higher than a bullpen associate. Just clarifying what's up in what's up in right. the chat that we're kind of curious where she is. I would imagine she's a senior associate with her own office. So, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> let's go with that. That Just, works. I'm, I'm talking good. through it. Yeah, we we have a very active chat. I like it. A couple that's shout good. outs. Right, writer. That, I see what you did there. Right, writer. Just Sheldon, Essie <laughs> Queen, Borja, SM Down H Nine, and Just Sheldon. Quick, quick shout outs in the chat. Keep it active. Thanks, guys. Keep it fun. Nice. Yeah. Um, Frank Gallo is dead. Frank Gallo is dead. That yeah. took me by surprise. I'm, go- I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't, how did he survive all this time and then now he's gone? I think he only had to evade, it sounds like he only had to evade um, the what he mentioned in the depositions, the five mm-hmm. guys who came to kill him. I feel like he only ever had to evade that and then he played ball forever. Mm-hmm. So, so like him, him giving a deposition and being willing to, um, being willing to testify, yeah, that's enough. That's enough to make, you know, that's enough for the, the same forces to come back at him. And he has no bargaining. Because when the five guys came for him initially, he had bar- he had a bargaining chip, which was, okay, I'll play ball. Yeah. Right. Whereas now the five guys came for him and they weren't asking for anything. It was like, no, you, you're going to testify. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it came on pretty suddenly. Like he just all of a sudden was murdered. Um, so that was interesting. That was definitely... But, you know, I'm not terribly mad about it. It just because his storyline, from where we were last season, hating this dude who was about to kill Mike, mm. to, like, how we are, like, how it's been this season, you know, he's been pretty buddy-buddy with, with Mike. It's you know a definite I mean? redemption like, story. So... I don't know. I I feel like we've we've gone full circle and back, and and so like I don't know how much more Frank Gallo story that they could have strung along. I'm I'm kind of happy that they like made a decision with it. Like this makes the most sense because you couldn't close it off. You couldn't let him out of prison. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, because yeah, I wouldn't want them or just to like forget everything. Yeah, like I wouldn't want like. Things the, went down. The fast. suit, yeah, like, like the suits universe would be very interesting if if he got and out. not yeah. in a good way. Like yeah. it would be a very hurtful, weird place if Frank Gallo gets out of prison mm-hmm. and is just trying to turn his life around. He's just an ex-con who did some bad stuff and like yeah atones, but like he murdered. Mm-hmm. Like it was a murder part of a vast conspiracy right. where he was under duress, and like you could make a lot of arguments. He still like murdered. And then didn't serve time for murder. Yeah. yeah. Like, that guy can't... And then was the main was the main antagonist for the last ten... Ep- the, yeah. The, the, it's, the ten it's, summer uh, episodes last totally. year. Yeah, it's hard to root for a murderer. I mean, it's... It, it's actually easy to root for a murderer when he's still in prison. It would be really difficult to root for a murderer when he gets out of prison. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Wait, what? 
It would just be like a pit bull not on a leash. Like, like it might be fine. It might yeah. be well trained and everything will be fine. Like, but it's, it's a, a pit bull. It's a pit bull not on a leash. Like, it, it might also maul people. It's yeah. A potential threat. Yeah. At any time. I just feel like they built up this relationship with his daughter and we got to see her when Mike gave her a check. Like, I feel like there was no real resolution there. Like, is she going to see the video of him confessing? I don't, I, I don't know why they... I mean, I guess they brought up his daughter for him to have some sort of anchor to keep him, like, where he doesn't go and fly off the handle and he wants to, you know, do good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the good that he can do. Right. But the fact that it just ended with Mike handing her a check and walking away. But what else could he do? Like... He can't show her the deposition. I, I think, like, he's figure out a way to bring her to see. I don't know, and maybe he's that's doing, too outlandish. He's doing his best to make it as right as he possibly could. Yeah. The only and like, the the only way he could is just be a guy in a suit, driven by a driver, roll up and give her a check for half a million dollars, and say your dad was a good man. Yeah. By the way, he's dead. Because yeah. they probably didn't tell you. <laughs> they probably just, didn't tell you. Happened. Probably estranged because he's in prison. It's a whole yeah. thing. You you'll, you'll le- you would have learned it through the grapevine. I'm just going to tell you right now. Your dad's dead. Your dad's dead. Here's a check. I I think it still felt powerful. And I don't like. What else could he do? I don't know. Yeah, like it just it. I, it just didn't feel like anything had actually been accomplished. I mean, something had been accomplished with Gallo because he, you know, was on video telling what happened. So that was nice. That was his redemption. That was fine. But I just feel like you kept, they kept mentioning his daughter, kept mentioning his daughter. And, yeah, you just and feel like the, the payoff was, like, yeah. too small. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I again, I think they were trying to, like, be very careful about how much positive s- stuff we show about a guy that yeah. is a murderer and and was the biggest season like the last season's antagonist. You know, it's it's very hard to. I feel like they they didn't want us to like be full yeah. on Team Gallo. Actually, Sean Cunningham in the chat brought up that we, they essentially did this to humanize. They built up the daughter to humanize it. Right. They show that like even bad people are humans. Mm-hmm. And, um, I agree with that, but I do think as a show it was a really – as a show it was a really strong choice to not leave him lingering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To not leave him lingering like he does he, – he essentially would be a loose end if he were still mm-hmm. alive. Yeah. So that it it was nice and neat that he's not here. He was hu- he was humanized, ultimately respected, and then – I mean – and a couple people in the chat are saying that that scene was kind of underwhelming. Which one? The uh, daughter scene. Yeah. But for me, for me, like, it was all Mike could possibly do. Yeah. Other than creep on this man's daughter for the rest of her life and try to steer her in the right direction. But even then, he doesn't... Like, Frank Gallo, by doing... Wants to do right by his daughter. But he also wants his daughter to remember that he wasn't just a one-note painted monster. Painted with one note. Yeah. He was... He wasn't a monster that you could just paint with one brush. Like, he was a human. Yeah. I guess that's all we... I think that's all any of us really want. Is to be remembered as a complex human and not just be remembered for our best or our worst. Right. Well, I think, you know, this episode in particular showed that people, like, are very complicated. Like, again, and Donna even mentioned that, um, you know, on the rooftop with Lewis. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) 
people like no one's perfect and like mm-hmm. we we have these expectations and stuff and and it's cool to see sort of across the spectrum like again how the there are like massive ebbs and flows for, for people of you know in good ways and bad like yes this dude was a murderer and yeah. like you know wanted to kill Mike and but then he also wanted to to help Mike yeah so he also it's, wanted it's, to help Mike and like try to take down a conspiracy that ultimately yeah. created him like he's a human like it's not as simple right mm-hmm. and I think that's that's the over I feel like that's always been the overarching theme of this show so it's perfect for the hundredth episode yeah. like everyone kind of faces a similar idea that it's. On the surface, it feels binary where it's never. Mm. It's never that binary. It's never right. just black or white or just A or B. It's always some that, Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. I think this show in general is is saying that in so many ways because, like, it's, like, take Mike, for example. Like, he is the shining example of that. He wanted to help people and, and through his intelligence and, and being a lawyer, but he lied and pretended to be a lawyer to do that. Mm. So, like, you know, he is, in a nutshell, Exhibit A. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, we're very positive yeah. about all our characters. Totally. Let's talk about Paula. Mm. Let's talk about Paula and Paul Harvey. Paula and Harvey. Let's you talk know, about Harvey giving Paula Donna's key. Key, wow. It yeah. was Donna's key. It was, oh, yeah, it, it was. was the key Donna gave him back. Mm. Same key. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, man. This is happening, guys. Yeah. No, that adds a whole... I didn't even think about that. That was Donna's key. Like, oh, this is going to... No, totally. I mean... This and, is going to go down in flames, guys. Let's, let's totally <laughs> it's talk end about so it. bad. Okay, so what... How did you feel about the, uh, the Donna Paula scene, by the way? I enjoyed the Donna Paula scene. I, it, was, it was the correct amount of awkward, because mm-hmm. I think... Paula definitely knew. Mm-hmm. Paula, de- Paula definitely yeah, knows, knows that Donna still has feelings yeah. for Harvey mm-hmm. and that Harvey and Donna have a very specific bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, like, we talk a lot about Batman and Robin in this show. Like, mm-hmm. I always felt the best relationship should be a Batman and Robin relationship, and that includes romantically. And I think Donna is already Harvey's Robin. We talk a lot about Mike, whereas, like, I think that's already Donna. So it's... And so, like, it's easy to just think. Mm. Like, oh, of course, those two. Whereas, like, well, you know, it's complicated. So, Paula knows this, and mm-hmm. is just... There's a lot of things Paula has been putting her blinders on about this Harvey relationship. Donna not even being... Like, Donna not even being the main one. The main one being that she used to be his therapist. Used to be? I thought she still was. That would be wrong. He doesn't have a therapist. Yeah. He has a... Which, by the way, as a therapist, she should be telling him... If you needed a therapist, yeah, yeah, you should always have a therapist. Like, if you needed, a, like, we should all have therapists, realistically. Yeah. But if you absolutely needed a therapist, you, yeah, you don't just cut cold turkey. Yeah, like you don't just have a breakthrough. I'm like, cool, I don't have to come yeah, here. Just, yeah, just and all my problems are solved. Brain Thank fixed. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not how therapy works. Yeah, but no, he doesn't have a ther. He doesn't have a therapist at all. Paula was his therapist. Yeah, I knew that, but so I don't know why I thought they were still. Because she's, by virtue of being her girlfriend, helping him. I thought the whole point of them explaining that they were after that that time, that threshold of time, where they could date and it's okay. I, what was the no, point no, you of can't, mentioning that? 
No, no, because they stopped being... She stopped being his therapist, and then that amount of time elapsed. You can't be someone's therapist for a certain amount of time and then start dating them. That's... Yeah. That would... I think that would be the opposite of what it would be intended. That would be terrible. Yeah. That it's like, oh, five years. Five years. Um, by the way, while you're your most fragile... While you're your most fragile and vulnerable, uh, you want to go? You want to go out later? <laughs> it's been no, no, it's cool. It's been five years. Yeah, it's been five I years. State says it, it's cool. How long it actually is? No, if you're act, if you're actively still their therapist, never. Well, no, I mean, obviously, oh, but otherwise, obviously, I think yeah. they said two years. Okay, I think I said two years. So, by our timeline, that's a little off, but yeah, because it would have been would have been early on in the summer season two summers ago. Mm-hmm. Which would have been when they started, but we can give them. We'll give them six months. Um, I just don't care for their relationship. I in general, I actually really like their relationship. It's growing on me. I like it too. Yeah, but I think we all have our shields up because we mm-hmm. know it's not gonna. Like we know this will yeah. not last. Very yeah, cautiously optimistic about about it. I guess um, because I I like her character. Um, you know, obviously she had a much bigger purpose when she was his therapist. But she's, I don't know, she's, like, a positive person. And yeah. I think, like, having that amidst all this chaos and, and shady stuff that they do every day. Yeah, as his therapist, nice. I was cool. You know, she's, she's, she's great. She's a wonderful therapist. Yeah, but it's just something about, I don't know if it's chemistry. I don't know. But I think it's a guard up thing. That it just doesn't, it doesn't gel with me. And that's maybe something that I got going on. I don't know. I I don't know. I I'm of the I'm of the thought and this two year rule doesn't apply to my thought, mm. which is once your therapist, never your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think, I think that's a fair Yeah. I think that's a fair rule. Like I understand I understand there's like exceptions, mm-hmm. but this doesn't feel like an exception. No. This just feels like I've been romanticizing you because I'm mentally a little, like, I've been romanticizing you, which is common, but she should know better, mm-hmm. which is what's been said in the chat, where it's like, she should really know better. Um, actually, Sean, Sean Cunningham in the chat specifically said, who, well, now, Steve, are you crazy? But before, <laughs> specifically <laughs> said, specifically said that he hasn't need, needed to see a therapist since he started dating her. Which means he's trying to have it both ways, yeah. whether they admit it or not. That's the unhealthy part that's never going to last. Mm-hmm. By yeah. dating a therapist, he's trying to also have a therapist and, it, and it, a girlfriend. It, right. But it would be fine if she was a therapist, not his therapist. Yep. There's a because you've already crossed that boundary of I can sit in this chair and I can tell you anything, and you should be able to do that with your girlfriend too. Yes, I get it. But there's something, it just, there's no. a line, I think, that's been crossed. Yeah. that I think two years is a really early statute, to be very honest. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah, <laughs> But going stuff. back to that scene between Paula and Donna, I love the way that Sarah plays it, where it's in her face. Mm. Like you can see that she's trying to force this smile that says, I'm okay with this. But really behind her eyes, she's like, this is killing me. And the Mark right. stuff had been killing her. Yeah. Because this was after the Mark stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, this is this is the scene that made her think, maybe I should go see Mark yeah. in this hotel room. 
Exactly. Yeah. Life's too I mean, short. she decided like right after that moment. She was like, "Well, pretty much," because like she had a life's too short and Harvey's moved on moment, mm-hmm. kind of, a, or like Harvey will never be there for you moment. I don't know if it's quite a life's too short though. I feel like it's more kind of, and I'm lonely, and I kind of feel like that with Lewis too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like career wise, I'm doing okay, but I want that companionship. Yep. It also. It's something I've been struggling with recently where it's the opportunities there and then you're like, well, I should just take up on the opportunity mm-hmm. because it's an opportunity. And right. then like you're literally commodifying people at yeah. that point where it's yeah. like, I I have so many reasons I don't want to go and have sex with this person. But, but then, I might like, yeah. not ever have a chance to have right. sex with this person again. And it's like, well, that person literally doesn't factor into any of that. And that's a problem. Right. <laughs> You've commodified them. In Sheila's case, she's kind of commodified herself, but that's beyond the point. Someone has to be the bigger person. And in one yeah. of those and it was, and Donna, it was Donna. Yeah, it was Donna. Yeah. yeah. It was Donna, not Lewis or Sheila. Not that we're judging. No. Because if I were Lewis, I wouldn't tell anybody. Either way. <laughs> yeah. And I think if had Donna done it, I think I would. Uh, uh, like, that would have hurt. That would have hurt. A lot. That would have hurt a lot because then she would have. She it's would've, a very undonna. She would, yeah. Move. Knowingly yeah. wreck a home is a very yeah. undonna thing to do. Yeah. Unknowingly wreck a home. That, that that's the difference. Yeah. That happens. That's the yeah. difference because the fact that Mark was truthful, which credit to him. Um. If he hadn't told Donna, and they went ahead and did something, it wouldn't have necessarily taken all the guilt from her, but. You would have understood it better, like yeah. if you if we found she out didn't later active, on. Yeah, she didn't actively make a choice. Yeah, right. I'm okay with that. Just the fact that she even had the idea to go to that hotel room. Just, <sighs> I was like, this is not. There's something else, and I think it's what you're saying. It's those two things where it's like Harvey's moved on, and I don't have anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't have anyone, and the one person I did have. I lost partially. I lost pretty much because of Harvey. That like, it's it's complicated. That said, she made the right choice. Oh yeah. Um, Harvey and Paula, it's not gonna let. Like we we're all in it. We've been in agreement this whole time. Or it's just it's. Most people in the chat are saying not the summer. Like it'll be done in the next two weeks, which feels right. It also feels like a prediction. Do we have anything else before we jump into it? Two month yeah. anniversaries are not a thing. Thank you. Yes. Can thank I read you. the definition of an anniversary? <laughs> thank you. The date on which an event took place in a previous year. Boom. Oh wow! Nice. In a so not even yeah, six it's based months. On, it's yeah. based on no. the word. It's based on the word annual. It's a month anniversary, maybe, but not an anniversary. That annoys me to no end. Like, okay, I can understand if you're in high school, not when you're adults yeah, over adults. thirty. Yeah. Oh, it's our three-month anniversary. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very clingy um, But I do want to know what was in that box that Paula gave her. Yeah, Harvey. what she got him. I think it was... I think it was her key. Wouldn't that have been cute? But after two months, though? Like, that seems soon. I don't know. I, Harvey's place is w- guaranteed to be way cooler than hers. Now, not, not a, like, now I'm also curious what's in the box. Yeah. Which is going to happen. I'm Let's dive into predictions yeah. and talk about what we think is in the box. Ooh, that's... So, predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, Harvey and Paula, next week or the week after? When do they when do they fall apart? 
Uh, I do not think next week. I think maybe it's like a season finale type of thing. It's two weeks. Mm-hmm. Episode 10. I'm, I'm, I'm on team episode 10. Yeah. Episode 10? So. Yeah. We're thinking episode 10. Um, right. What's in the box? Just a quick thought. What is in the box? I thought like cufflinks. Um, I don't know. Maybe. That'd be pretty cool. I just don't. Why key after two months? Uh, I can't. Maybe like an awesome tie clip. Mm, you stole mine. Tie clip made just as much sense as yeah. cufflinks are like the size of the box. Two months. Like that's not a whole big deal. I. Yeah, I, I got nothing. Or like a figurine that they'll tie back in later. We're obviously. I think we're going to find out what was in the box. Does Paula find out? Does Paula find out that it was initially Donna's key? Like there's something in the keychain. I think she does. I think maybe that's what what happened. I think, I think because she, what blows them up has to be a Donna related, has to be a right. Donna related incident. Either it's like, oh, this was Donna's key. Like maybe the keychain with the, that looks like a pink luggage tag. Maybe she sees, maybe she sees a bag that goes with the luggage tag, or like she sees that on Donna, and has to ask like, oh, that looks like it's from the same designer as this keychain that's on my key. That oh god, you you had a key to his apartment, didn't you? So mm-hmm. you think. Paula, excuse me, Paula's going to frequent the office now? Like, we're going to see her in the next couple episodes. We're going to see her in the I office I think so, more. yeah. I buy that. Also, while we're on this subject, I think we'll eventually learn throughout a flashback in the next two weeks that Mark got the idea to give Donna the Shakespeare poems, or the Shakespeare sonnet book, from Harvey. Because of the recommendation. I think Harvey gave him that recommendation. Whoa, interesting. So that the the book that she the book that led her to pine for Mark didn't even really come from Mark. It came from Harvey, which is probably going to blow up all her emotions into literally like I don't I don't care Harvey, I have to tell you you're it, you've always been it. We need to try to make this work. She's your therapist. This is terrible. Yeah. That's how I would write that scene. Um they closed everything else up. What are our predictions at large? Now that like it's kind of a blank slate for yeah, this show I, I, for the next I'm two weeks. Curious, like what they're going to do now because this whole case is that we've been following the entire season is resolved. Yeah, and they they showed us a preview with Lewis and a Lewis with like a probably like three or four day beard talking to some associates. Like they're not going to take us down. Like something big is still happening, but it'll whatever it is, it'll have to be over in two weeks. Right? Could it be? Uh, that like maybe a wedding could happen, just a shotgun shotgun wedding. wedding, shotgun wedding between who Mike and Rachel? Yeah, I think they're still. And we were talking about a lot yeah, of with the next season. Needs to happen, but um, I think. By the I way, mean, I made a very bold prediction that I'm ready. In the in the uh, the winter episodes, um, this this coming February seventeenth. That's when Valentine's Day is. What do you mean? Maybe. The day? The 14th? Yes. I think it's the 14th. 14th. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know when Valentine's Day is. I mean. I, um, that's what I do. That falls on a Wednesday in oh. 2018. Okay. And that would be when Suits is running. The, that's when, that'll be when the winter, the winter, the winter episodes of mm-hmm. Suits are running. I believe they do a winter eight. They do a summer 10 and a winter eight, or roughly 10 or six, like six or eight. So it'll definitely be running at, at, at that week in February during Valentine's Day. I was... When they gave us a teaser where they said they were going to have a date, I thought they were going to announce the date to be Valentine's Day. So it would be suits on Valentine's Day. There'd be a wedding. Although I think Rachel would leave him at the altar because he left her at the altar. It's only fair. And the the, the well, series case, isn't then over. Then I'm down for a shotgun if she's just going to leave him. Yeah, that would be that would be less hurtful. Yeah. 
like, well, we just thought of this last minute anyway. Because if, like, the series is over, then they get married. The series isn't over. And there's also been many, many a rumor that they, that she needs to not be on set all the time. Like, that she, that Meghan Markle Mm -hmm. needs to take time off to, um. To be a princess. Yeah, to literally be a princess. And, like, that, that's something, that's something that's been floated a while that, like, it could be a shotgun wedding in episode 10 that she runs away, that she runs away from. Where does she go? That's true. England? (laughs) That'll be that on the nose? Yeah. I'm gonna go to England. She just starts working for Darby. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're, because we initially said that she would go to Chicago and work with Jessica, but then, but now they're spinning off a whole show with Jessica, so that would, that would mean she'd have to be on that show somehow, Mm -hmm. so that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, I do know that I think I saw the back of Jake Epstein's head, and being that I am a huge Degrassi fan, that was everything. Mm. So you're I just not alone. To that has been mentioned. Yeah. That has been mentioned on the after show before. Throw that out there. <laughs> Jake Epstein is from Degrassi. Yeah, he's Craig Manning. Like it's a big deal. When I saw him on a couple of, when when he first mm. appeared, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so that was that was my little thing. But yeah, um. Do we have any other predictions before we kind of head out? I think they this this is a very weird prediction segment. Yeah, because by episode seven of a ten episode arc, like you should have, we should have a lot to talk about. But we're really like, no, maybe. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, Louis, I guess Lewis doesn't shave while he's in this sex dungeon thing. Ugh, yeah, ugh. <laughs> like because that's a. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's too much. You definitely had more than five o'clock shadow for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Like, I would love to see just some some classic Harvey and Mike and and bring Alex back in the mix. Like, actually, crushing cases together because we've had such a rift in, in yeah. the team until and, like, now. We've definitely had a rift in the the case of the week structure too. Yeah. Although the the show's done a good job of establishing that. Mm-hmm. For the last couple seasons, that they don't have a case of the week, like they rarely have a case of the week as yeah. much as they have like a case of the ten, like a case of the summer and a case of the winter, and then like clients of the week, yeah, players of the week. Like I like how they do it, but I think they've given themselves room for next week. Like if Lewis is ta- like if something's taking down the whole firm and Lewis is handling it, maybe Mike and Harvey could just have a bit of a layup case of the week of just like yeah, we can handle this and. We can handle this in one week. There'll be one wrench. We'll deal with it, and then, yeah. And then we learn something about ourselves, and like we we kind of we we talk through the pro bono. My word broke my word. Like we kind of talk through that thing we never really talk through. Speaking of that, I have a couple questions. One, going back to Alex, do you think he's going to be there through the end of the season? Or do I you think, think so. He's going to go back, maybe to his old. Place? I think so. I mean, I like. No, I think he's. I think he's ride or die. Like he's ride or he's die in. at this point. He's okay. in. Yeah. Like, and he just got he like completely clear. <laughs> we have, uh, Brent, he stepped down. He retired. Yeah. Like so. I mean, yeah. I feel like the only way that Alex would leave is maybe to like start his own firm or something. Well, I don't. Or like, or, or go, go or back go to the Jessica spinoff. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That would be the only other place I could Chicago. see him. Like he would move to Chicago for some reason and then be yeah. part of the Jessica spinoff. That no, I, I I like him on at Pearson Spectre Lit. I mean, I I like him because I like Dulé Hill, but I just kind of don't understand why he was there. It was um, just a tie-in to the prison case. Well, I guess. and it was also to show 
to show Harvey's humanity, like to further humanize Harvey and like that Harvey's not this perfect guy who's never made a bad deal. Like he, like he left a friend in, like he made some wake and then he hurt a friend and he, he eventually had to write that friend. Would have been nice if we got any like inkling of it up until then, but they yeah. didn't know. So I still enjoy it. I think it's good. Like I, I don't see, I don't see very many reasons for Alex to leave the show, other than the fact that Dulé Hills. Like probably really expensive, and he's busy. He's and, doing and ballers like, too. Yeah. He's doing ballers. They're doing a psych movie. Yeah. Like he's probably on movie. Like he's probably on regular movies. Like do they? Like he's working. Yeah. Like they'll probably if he leaves the show, they'll find a way for him to just leave. Or he could be like a Katrina and just pop. Yeah, in every just now pop and in then. totally. Yeah, but then they'd have to grow the like. Then they'd have to grow the firm. But they pop in Jessica too, so it wouldn't yeah. be that impossible for him to be a guest star the weeks he's actually yeah. there. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. And then second question, real quick. You were speaking of pro bono. What is is the clinic done? Like, are, is there a connection to the clinic, or is Mike still? No, that was just the one case. But oh, so the pro bono is what Mike picks up. It has yeah. nothing yeah. to do with the clinic. Yeah, yeah. He uses Ooh, he. I was he only ever pawned this case off to the clinic because he had to back off. Right. right. Okay. So the pro bonos are all just Mike. Yeah, the pro bonos are all just Mike, and he uses the clinic when he can. He yeah. gave the clinic a bunch of money so the clinic can do more. Okay. Yeah, Mike's deal with with with, checks, uh, with Harvey was to like that fifty percent of his cases would be pro bonos. So. Yeah, I was only asking because at the end of last season or the beginning of this season, when Mike came back, I always, for some reason in my head, I was like, they should just take absorb the clinic as like their maybe philanthropic mm-hmm. arm or something like mm-hmm. that, and so we would still see Oliver, but. It wouldn't be all the time. Yeah, I think I think it's a back end philanthropic philanthropic arm, mm-hmm. but I think it's it's about right. I think okay. I think this is a good place to leave us. hundred yeah. episodes, oh, yeah. we did it. We're yeah, here yeah, yeah. Steve. We're doing it. Um, to my far left, Erica. Mm-hmm. When the people can find you on Twitter, where can they? If you want to keep the conversation going, first, thank you guys so much for joining us in the chat. But I am on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. That's M I S S E R I B A B Y. Yeah, cool. You guys can follow me at Hey John Blake, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K A U F M A N N. I do a lot of shows here at AfterBuzz TV. I tweet about them regularly. I'm also doing the Sober Year. If you go to thesoberyear.com, it'll take you to the vlog where I'm on week 11 of not drinking, and I'm doing a vlog about that. It, nice. I was invited yeah. to an open bar last night. Nice. I think that's all I'm going to talk about this week. <laughs> just, the, just the struggle is real. You're at an yeah. open bar, and you're like, "Why am I even here?" Mm-hmm. But Thank you guys and good night. Good night. From executive producers Maria Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.